It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Space Dick Ace Galaxy, traveling the cosmos in a sentient, shape-changing ship with an equally sentient self-destruct program, solving mysteries for me, the editor of the giant book of destiny. Ace, wake up! Please wake up! Phoenix, what's going on? It is Ace! He is as silent as D has never been! Quiet, D. Ace is in trouble. I need to think. I am going to scan the planet and see if I can figure out what it is about perfection that caused Ace to malfunction. No, Phoenix, don't scan anything. Turn your view screen away from the planet. We can't risk anything happening to you, too. Yeah, Phoenix, be careful. We can't risk going gently into the night. You promised we'd go out with a bang. Copied. are you telling me the only thing between the irrevocable tangling of all timelines is a ship with a Jekyll and Hyde complex? Which one exactly do you think I am? I cannot be in charge of saving destiny. I can barely save myself from my own self-destruct program. Don't you forget it, sister. If things keep happening out of order, nothing is going to make sense anymore. How can I be in charge of checking facts when destiny doesn't make any sense? If you think Destiny only stopped making sense recently, you've never read that book you people spend so much time editing. Oh, this is all my fault. Everything is going to be ruined by a perfect moment. If only Ace had never seen it. That checkered friend. You are a genius. Copy aid. Can you please stop insulting me? This is the worst day of... I am... Phoenix, go back in time to a time before Ace saw the perfect moment that was never officially written into Destiny, and he should snap out of it. Phoenix, my little shots, why haven't you left yet? Existence is waiting to be saved. Turn off that alarm clock and go. Yes, Phoenix, we need to get to Denneby now. Ace, you are okay. No, we cannot go back to Denneby. It is too dangerous. Back to Denneby? What are you talking about, Phoenix? You need to go forward in time. Are you malfunctioning? We did go, Captain. As soon as the alarm went off, I did not malfunction, but Ace did. Almost permanently. Was it the alarm? It's so loud and annoying. I told you listening to that thing too long would drive me crazy. You were annoyed by the alarm. But it was the insidious face of perfection that blew your circuits. We came back in time to restart your engines. Mm, A classic case of too much of a good thing. How come perfection didn't affect you, Phoenix? You're as sentient as I am. There is nothing more perfect to me than my father's face. I was so... sad. About losing him on the trip from here to here, I was looking at his picture instead of the planet. Hey! leaving you behind.
Papa Pedelsup? Phoenix, do I have a love child I don't know about? Who was the mother? Yes, I am your love child. You are the mother and the father. Phoenix, uh, what is that excited little red bird on your view screen chirping about? Don't you recognize me, Vati? It's me, your little Dee Dee. D is the self-destruct program you created. Oh, yes! I remember now! I wrote it to boost crew morale! Boost crew morale? Ugh. Working on the garbage scout is so boring. Yeah, it's a total waste. <laughs> Prepare to meet your death! From what? The smell? (laughs) Space pirates! What would space pirates want from us? They've been commandeering cleanup vessels for their own dirty agendas! No! Yes! Cannibalistic! Space pirates. As soon as they board the ship, they eat as much of the crew as they can and flash freeze the rest for later. Cannibal space pirates are after us? Yes. If they catch us, there is no escape. What can we do? I've installed the self-destruct program. There is no space for pirates on this vessel. We'll take a bite out of their plans and go out in a blaze of glory! Yeah, before they take a single nibble! Oh, garbage scouring is not for the fate of heart! Our next pickup is at Spaceport 121 Perseus. If anyone wants to resign their commissions and abandon ship there, th- no questions will be asked. I think I speak for the whole crew when I say we wouldn't think of abandoning you, Captain Pedalserp. Yeah, no matter how many space pirates have a taste for us. <laughs> the crew loved me. And I love you, Dad. I'm so happy I could just... I could just... Explode! No! Do not worry. Dee cannot complete her countdown without me. You're the real firecracker, aren't you, Dee? Yesterday I had no children, and today I have two wonderful daughters. I feel like I should change my name to Captain Happiness. Listen, I hate to break up this little family reunion, but destiny can't waste time on happiness. We've got a job to do. The second emergency room is almost filled with Sylvie's, and I can't afford to pay those bloodsuckers for another one. We have to go back to Denneby to ruin the moment. But as soon as we get there, the sight of the perfect moment will knock us senseless. Well, it certainly is a perplexing conundrum. I've already knitted a whole scarf not thinking about it. Put your needles away, needles. The answer's obvious. Blow what up? Denneby. No Denneby. No problem. Blowing up a whole planet seems like a radical solution to our problem. 
Coffee hate, stop being so sentimental. Planets are born, planets die. If blowing up Denebi will save us the headache of untangling the timelines and the triple overtime those bloodsuckers will charge us for building a third room for all the Sylvies, then let's just do it. But if we blow up now, I will never see my father again. Or Ace! I just found my two daughters. What kind of a father would I be if I lost them again so quickly? Ma'am, can't we have a little more time to come up with a less drastic solution? I'm sorry, Ace, but we can't afford to wait. This problem isn't just mixing up the destinies of everyone. We've also had to hire a galaxy full of temp staff to take all the calls coming into the complaints department. Time might be meaningless here, but money isn't. What do they always say, Copy Aid? What do who always say? About what? The good of the many outweigh the good of the few. Or in this case, the two, the three. And all the billions that will be destroyed on Denebi. I counted the planet as one, but yes, them too. Wait! The self-destruct program I created is strong enough to take out a whole star system. That's right, I can! Why would you create something that destructive? Well, it was never meant to be used. Besides, you know what they say, go big or go home. You know what who says? Well, you tell me. I'm not the one who writes these cliches. That's the work of you people in the editing department. No, it's the writers. We just make sure the cliches are good to go. Ma'am, we can't allow Dee and Phoenix to blow up this system. A meteorite with the basic components of life is, is scheduled to hit Denebi 3 in 200 years. You mean Denebi? No, Denebi 3. Denebi's sister planet? If we blow up the system now, we'll be depriving the eventual avian civilization on that planet the chance to fly exist at all! No matter. This is a destiny-wide emergency. Unfortunately, the good of the many requires the loss of a few more. Come and get me, Phoenix. You can drop Ace off, and we'll go meet our glorious finish. Unless you want to join the funnies. No, thank you, Dee. I think I prefer a less glorious finish. <laughs> Phoenix, I understand you're sad, but all that crying is really putting a damper on this whole plan. Could you please do it silently? I am not crying! It's that's a good friend! I know you've made friends with the demented bird, but remember, Phoenix is fulfilling her destiny to self-destruct. A little sooner than originally written, but with the timeline so mixed up right now anyway, it doesn't really make much difference, does it? Listen to how happy Dee is. We're actually doing her a favor. I don't know that Phoenix would agree with you. I'm not crying about the ship. Well, what are you crying about then? This is all my fault. 
fact checker friend, destiny doesn't always revolve around you. You might have lost 15 pages of revisions then inserted them back into the book in the wrong order, but it's not like you wrote the perfect moment that caused this mess. <laughs> but I did! What do you mean you did? You're not a writer. You aren't allowed to write destiny. Copy aid, what does she mean by this? I don't know. Ask her. Friend, what do you mean by this? You know how I write fan fiction? Tell her that writing destiny fan fiction is not the same thing as writing destiny. Ma'am, she's right here. You can see her. I wanted to improve my writing skills, so I was taking private classes with Octor in the writing department. He gave me an exercise. Write a beautiful moment. Beautiful moments don't bring existence to a grinding halt. Only perfection can do that. I thought I'd give myself a challenge and turn a moment he wrote for Destiny into a perfect moment. I only recognized my work when Ace was describing what he saw in Denneby. Perfect moments are not allowed at Destiny. Copy aid, what does the sign above my desk say? Only two things at Destiny are written in ink. No, not that one. The one about perfection. Ah. Perfection is strictly forbidden at Destiny. For precisely this reason. There's nowhere to go after perfection. It must be avoided at all costs. Why do you think Destiny is such a mess? Job security. Ma'am! I never meant for my page to become a part of the book. I was on my way to show Octor my homework when I dropped the Destiny revisions in the stairwell. It must have accidentally gotten mixed up in those pages. And overwritten the original moment when it was inserted into the book. In all the confusion, I forgot I was carrying it. You forgot you were carrying it? What kind of a fact checker are you? Copy aid. How much are we paying her? As an unpaid intern, I'm paid nothing. Worth every penny. The point is, a page of destiny is missing. Copy aid, where is it? I don't know, ma'am. But I think that bird knows. I don't know what you're talking about. Then why are you whistling Dixie? I'm a bird. If I was in the shape of a dog, I'd be wagging my tail. Listen, you foul-feathered fiend. Either you sing or you don't die. Destiny hangs in the balance of my death. You wouldn't spare my life. Copy aid, can one of the writers who's not comatose write in a new self-destruct program for Phoenix? As easily as I could pluck the feathers off a bird. Come any closer and I'll eat you. Copy aid, get the writing department on the phone. Fine. While Fran was gathering up all the lost pages, I took the one that flew into my beak while I was reshapeshifting, and I hit it. Why? An infinitely fast gust of wind generated by all the wormholes connecting the stairwells shot through the deck system when I was in there with fact checker Fran and tore me limb from feather in a glorious, spontaneous self-destruct. Then, instead of staying distracted, I reshapeshifted back into a miserable little bird. And misery loves company. I never thought it would take you geniuses so long to figure out a page was missing. So where is it? In a photocopier. 
in the photocopier? That must be why there are so many Sylvies. Her first day on the job must be in the photocopier. Why hide the page describing Sylvie's first day in a photocopier? I was in a hurry. I didn't read the page. I just hit it and pressed the red button. Why would you press the red button? Because it's a red button. It might have self-destructed. Ma'am, she hit the perpetuate button on the copier. You know the one we use when it's time to add infinite evolving galaxies to the timeline? Or uh, mimosas to bottomless mimosas? Copied. Go with the feathered fanatic and put a stop to the endless copies of Sylvie's first day at Destiny. Fran, uh, when did you have time to write about every living and non-living thing on an entire planet? You know how Destiny is outside of time? Yes. And how this office experiences no time and all time at once? Yes. I wrote it in my time off. How much longer before we arrive back at Destiny, Phoenix? Heading for the last wormhole right now. Ace, Destiny is calling. I love saying that. After today, I will never be able to say it again. I'm so sorry, Phoenix. I wish we had time to come up with another way of dealing with this problem. Phoenix, tell them it's not there. A promise is a promise. What are you talking about, Dee? Good news, Phoenix. The destruction of Denneby has been called off. It's not fair. I fixed the Sylvie problem for them. You fixed the Sylvie problem? Uh, she caused the Sylvie problem. The point is, you promised I could blow myself to smithereens today and take a whole planet out with me. Nothing was written in ink. We will blow up another day, Dee. And maybe we will take out a whole solar system. Who knows what our future has in store? Well, I do. You figuring out another way to ruin perfection? What yellow dwarf? No, not behind you. The star out there. I, I, oh, oh my god, it, it, it's impossible. What's impossible? What do you see? It's a giant. It is an immense. A giant immense what? It looks like a giant shark swimming through space. A giant space shark. Copy eight. is there such a thing as a giant space shark swimming through the stars? I'm the fact checker. Let me check. No. No one has ever written a giant space shark into Destiny. Ace Galaxy, you must be mistaken. We have never written a space shark into Destiny. Mixed up timelines cannot create something that never was. Unless... Fact checker Fran wrote it. No! No, I didn't write anything like that. Not even in Fran fiction. It is headed for the Yellow Dwarf. It's siphoning gas from the star and into its mouth. It is siphoning the energy out of the star. There are nine planets in this system, and they're all going to die. The program was written and produced by Misa Basada. It was directed by Martin Biot. If you enjoyed listening to Ace Galaxy, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ace Galaxy. This episode of Fixing the Timeline featured Marlo Alcock as the editor-in-chief of the Giant Book of Destiny, Martin Biot as Ace Galaxy, Lisa Kalasma as Phoenix, Dave Cooey as Crewman 2, 
J.C. Paquette is Captain Pedalserp. Stephanie Snyder is D. Nishan Vermani as Copy Aid. And Talia Zalowski is Fact Checker Fran and Crewman Number One. With story contributions from Nishan Vermani, Andrew Powerwu, Dave Cooey, Stephanie Snyder, and Marlo Alcock. Audio production by Mark Pezzolato at Pesmosis Music Productions in beautiful downtown Oak Ridges. An additional sound design by Lisa Kalazma. The show was sponsored by Herio. There are a number of things that we can all do to help stop the spread of the coronavirus and protect ourselves and our families. One is simply to clean your hands often. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. If you don't have access to soap and water, then make sure you use a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. And finally, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. These are some simple things that we can all do to help protect ourselves and our families from the spread of coronavirus. Be well, everybody. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.